Vlogcast episode 104, Off the Fisticuffs. It's easier to fool people than to convince them that they have been fooled. Mark Twain. Vlogcast. Get in the arena. Hey everybody, good morning and welcome to 2022. As always, I'm here with my partner in crime, Mr. Carl Tuckerson. Well, good morning, Bill. Can I give you a few reasons why I'm so excited to be here today? Just a few. It's not yeah, going to take long. No, no, no. Have at First it, of all, this is the first podcast of 2022. It is. 2022 is going to be the greatest year of my life for me. It is not going to be the greatest year for our country for the world, or for a lot of people. But I'm looking so forward to 2022 because I have all of the ingredients in my hand to make this the greatest year of my life. So that's one of the reasons. The second reason is this podcast for me has become therapy. It has become therapeutic. And I've been absent of my therapy for a couple of weeks because of the holidays and us taking time off. And I'm back in the saddle, and I am so thrilled. The third reason, Bill, is because I have been doing some independent scientific study mm, okay. of my own. Some experiments. And as I have been doing this with people that didn't know that they were part of my experiment, they didn't sign a release form, but they were part of my experiment. It revealed many things to me about this upcoming year. I'm going to share a lot of those. Good. But finally, and the most important reason that this is the greatest podcast that we have ever done, it is a free-for-all, a free-form, a get-it-off-your-chest, no-script no format, Bill and sit down, and they shoot the breeze with each other, and I am so excited about this format. So those are just a few of the reasons. I couldn't agree more, and before we get really into it, and there's going to be kind of a genesis point that I know you're going to realize or uh, be recative of when we get into everything, uh, we just got to get the particulars out of the way. Make sure you follow, subscribe, we're everywhere you can listen to podcasts, Flawcast, Flawcast, CLE, Apple, Google, Spotify, Breaker, and I'm very excited about this. We're now on Getter. We're talking about this uh, Project Mockingbird social Excuse media. Excuse me. Did you just say get her? Getter. Get, get G her. G-E-T-T-R. You can find us on Flawed Inc. at Getter. And this is a new social media platform that allegedly, and I say allegedly because I'm concerned it's going to go to the way of parlor, but allegedly this is a new free speech platform. Uh, we started the other day. We already have a handful of followers, and we're appreciative of it. So we're hoping that uh, our reach, and I've already started to track some analytics. People are kind of digging the podcast on there, so we're getting some cross views from that. But nonetheless, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Gab. Follow us on Gab because Gab's another platform I really want to start promoting because they are a free speech, uh, pro-Americana, pro-Kingdom of Heaven, I'd even say, platform. Uh, Parlor, Getter, and BeWe on Flawed Inc. Uh, get my book, Smith's Heart of Man Repair Manual. Link will be below. Also want to plug my buddy Ed and Tim uh, working with them on their podcast, The Honorable Man Podcast. Came out January 3rd. Bunch of episodes. Great guys. Uh, honored to be working with them. Like-minded individuals. So check their podcast out. But as our tradition, we're going to do the Pledge of Allegiance. So 
Mr. Carl Tuckerson, mm-hmm. if you wouldn't mind. Yeah. Let's kick, everybody kick. take your right hand, put it over your left heart, and repeat this together. I, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. So... Carl and I talked this week. We just felt a synergy. We felt a similarity in, in things we've observed in the last couple of weeks. And I'm interested to hear about this experiment because I'm wondering if I'm one of the test subjects. But I wanted to share a scripture before we get into it because I think knowing Carl as well as I do and knowing kind of the path I've been on the last couple of months, I think this scripture is going to kind of highlight where we're at. This is Ecclesiastes 1.18. It says, For with much wisdom comes much sorrow. The more knowledge, the more grief. And I don't, I want to hear about this experiment, but there was a, a point that you and I talked this week where a individual who we have mutual friends, mutual acquaintances made a public declaration that happened to infuriate someone that you uh, are in relationship with. Yes. And I'm going to paraphrase. So if they're listening, I'm not calling you out, but I kind of am. What they were inferring was they are the sickest they've ever been. And blaming people who have chosen not to be vaccinated because of that. Oh, wow, this person has had both vaccinations, possibly one of the boosters, possibly, don't hold me to that, uh, which should have protected them, yet they are now the sickest that they've ever been in their life. And the comment that was made to Carl is that this upset the person that he's in a relationship with, and they wanted to respond, and they wrote some things and deleted some things, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, I'll let you complete the story, but this conversation that he and I had from the sharing of what this was saying, and we weren't talking bad about this person, it goes back to, I think, the struggle that we're at right now. With knowledge, with wisdom, there is grief because you see the pitfalls, you do your best to avoid them, but when you're trying to warn others of the same pitfalls and they fall right into it, not knowing that there's danger ahead and not knowing that where they have fallen into is detrimental spiritually, emotionally, mentally, financially, even in regards to their basic freedoms and their autonomy of their own choices and and their own self, their own health. That hurts on a level where I like to pretend I don't like people and I don't like humanity. I struggle with that, but I don't want to see people screwed over and manipulated by this antichrist system. So I'm going to give it to you and you can make the comments that I know you're, you're chopping at the bit too, but this is the Genesis and we want to kind of talk about 2022, what we're seeing. I want to hear about this experiment, but uh, we're just going to get into it and unpack some things. So, yeah. So what happened was I had a time of reflection. Well, when you reflect, you usually look back and then you look ahead, right? So I wanted to know How did we get where we are as this country? Now, I can't speak for the world. I don't live outside of this country. This is my home. But I am not an old, old man, but I am not a young, young child. I'm at a very good age, right? I can reflect and look back to my childhood, my teenage years, and I can look where we are now, and I can stand in awe of the mysticism of how we got to where we are and how this country is how it is, okay? So what I did was I started to ask questions. How can anyone that has vision to see a television screen look at a city at nighttime that is burning to the ground, literally, right? So I went back and looked at video. I watched the city burn. Then I heard a reporter make a statement that said that these have been peaceful protests. 
<laughs> while the buildings were burning behind him, yeah. while the masses of crowd were shouting threats to take lives and to cause damage, he made that statement. And for almost half of the population that was watching the same thing I was watching over a year ago, they accepted the fact that because the reporter said this was peaceful, that it was peaceful. They rejected what they were seeing. They rejected what they were hearing from certain people, which were the protesters, and they accepted what one man had the guts to say into the TV camera. Right. So this caused me to think, how can we as a country be so blind to what is really happening and to what is really taking place? So I began to do experiments. Would you like to hear one I just did last night after you say what I see you're just itching to say? A couple things. You know, the God of this age has blinded people's eyes to the truth of the gospel. That's I don't remember the address, but that is a scripture. But I, no, I, please continue. I'm, I'm chomping at the bit to hear this. I have a relationship with a proponent of the vaccine. I'm sure most of us do. Okay. To the point where I really felt like they were going to quit their job and just go on a nationwide tour telling everybody that if you don't get vaccinated, you hate your neighbors, you hate your family, you hate the other citizens, you don't care, you're selfless, you're a piece of garbage. Like, that is how much this person is an advocate to the vaccine. So I did what I do. I went back and I pulled my archives and I got 16 video clips of our great President Biden, starting when he was a candidate to most currently, and I showed this person how President Biden promised them if they got the vaccine, not only would they not get sick, but they wouldn't transmit it to their family or their neighbor. Now, I did not say that because I never thought that because there is no such thing as a vaccine for a virus. It doesn't exist. It's not real. The term itself is idiotic. That's why five years ago, you used to go get a flu shot. shot. You're right. Not a vaccine. And that was a guesstimation at best. A guesstimation at best. But when you hear the leader of the most powerful country at one time on this planet, the United States of America, tell you that daddy president is saying, go get your vaccine, because if you do, you're not going to catch this virus, and you're not going to make other people sick. I showed this person ready with 16 clips. They watched three. And you know what they did through this experiment? It didn't surprise me, but it verified to me. They didn't get mad at the president for lying or misinforming. They didn't get mad that he misrepresented at best, which I think is horse manure. I think he lied. And what happened is they got mad at me. Now, how do you get mad at me for showing you something that the guy you put your faith in and the vaccine you put your faith in is going to protect you? Oh, did I forget to mention that the person that I was around just came through their second bout? Out of COVID. 
Did I forget to mention that through this experiment trial that I did? Yeah. Two bouts of COVID after two shots was too sick to go get the booster after the second shot the first time and really never has recovered to go get the booster. But guess what they're doing? They're getting ready to go get their booster. Are you kidding me? See, this stuff is real. This is not me just spewing and making up some kind of fictional story. This is half the population of this country. That person didn't get mad at President Biden for lying or misrepresenting or misinforming. They got mad at me because I had the audacity to show them what was told to them. That was just one experiment, and that was last night. Well, and the interesting thing that you're talking about, the, the clinical term is called Stockholm Syndrome. And we have an episode, it's in the 60s, we talk about it, it's called American Stockholm Syndrome, which alludes to what you're talking about, just to give more verification that you're on the right track and that what you're saying is legitimate. Patty Hearst in the uh, in the 1970s was a... A domestic terrorist. Yes. Uh, it was the Lib Libanese mm -hmm. Liberation Liberation. Part. Yes. And so basically what you're saying is that these people are being held captive and something mentally, emotionally, psychologically a, a switch has been flipped to where is now instead of wanting to fight, resist hold off their captors they have embraced them and loved them and pleaded and taken up their case whereas when a liberator comes their aggression and their anger and angst are then directed towards uh, people who are bringing them freedom. So right, right now we see people like you're talking about this idea of Stockholm Syndrome, this mass Stockholm syndrome. Dr. Robert Malone was on the Joe Rogan show while we were on break and he talked about how this mass indoctrination of people, the sheeple, this is a real thing you're talking about, Carl. Uh, oh yeah, and, it's a real thing in my real world. In our real world. Yeah. I, you know, And I can't tell you how many parties or, or, or different activities have been canceled this holiday season because of people who have been double vaxxed, boosted, have then gotten COVID again and or they gotten sick. Some people I know unfortunately have had a lot of heart issues. Some people unfortunately have had some issues with cancer and I'm sorry, like that breaks my heart to say that in regards to the people that I know personally who are dealing with these things. However, if you look at the statistics and if you look at it unbiasedly and if you can get away from the Stockholm syndrome or even this normalcy bias, oh, our government loves us, oh, that would never happen here. If we can remove ourselves from that and try to place ourselves where we can hear the truth, because as Christ himself has said, the truth will set you free. If we can get down to the root of the truth and what we realize is these are a slow kill weapon being deployed on us, not just Americans, but the world by this eugenics-based Luciferian death cult, which is what we've, I've been saying this for months. You know, when I talk about normalcy bias, the couple events I did have an opportunity to go to, and maybe you can speak to this as well, it's literally the idea, oh, that would never happen. Or the Republican Party, they don't understand, or there are certain people that don't understand, or this, or this, or this. And it's this normalcy bias where, oh, that won't happen here. That can't happen here. One of the other things, and I'm going to refer back to that interview with uh, Dr. Malone and Joe Rogan, he, he was talking about the German population in the 20s and 30s, who at that time were one of the most educated populations in the planet. And you think, how can they be deceived? How can they be tricked to where millions of people were killed within their own country? Then 
across the world. And I know one of the things that we get a lot from people is like, you can't compare what happened in history to what's happening now. And I'm sorry, respectfully, you're 100% wrong because history does nothing but repeat itself. America's uh, Americans, we are so educated, probably one of the most educated people in the world, but we are idiots. We are rampant with the disease of ignorance and progressivism to whereas now we believe that a man who is born a biological man can make a choice in his own mind that he is a woman and that he can have a child and that he can nurse that child. We have gone past the point of lunacy and this is what we have to look forward to in 2022. Yeah, well, the thing is, everything you said, of course, is spot on. For me, I think, because I've never seen this type of denial before, and I, again, am at an age where I have time to reflect back and remember many things, to me, this is so unusual for what I had thought were friends, what I thought I knew about people. And this time has really been a time to reveal what people really are to me, uh, where their mind is. And so one thing I'd like to say is when you have such a stronghold within your mind that can cause you to switch anger to an innocent party that is trying to help you, you are not mentally deranged. This is not a political issue, a racial issue. This is not a scientific or medical issue. I am truly now persuaded through some of these experiments I've been doing that this is so spiritual. Mm -hmm. And when you use the word spiritual, you immediately offend people. Okay. God's word at its most powerful point will either offend you or it will set you free. Yes. You will enter freedom and liberation that you've been searching for through organizations, through government political parties, through geopolitical parties, through other things. You're looking for that freedom and that validation that is in you. And when you hear the truths of God's word, you will either be offended by what is said to you, or you will accept that and you will become free. You'll walk in that freedom that you've been searching for. And sometimes because as a citizen, you have freedom and you have rights. And when you see tyranny taking place, you object to the freedoms that you are losing. But there's another kind of freedom that God gives to you, and that's freedom from the laws of sin. There's freedom from sin and death, eternal separation from God. And when you present to people the truths of God's word, which are, he is the true liberator. He is the true freedom giver. He is the true equal viewing, equal loving, equal treating force in this world. And that shakes your system of beliefs. You are offended by that. And so I think what has happened is that the people that have been in my life that put their faith in the vaccine and they put their belief in pharmaceutical companies, drug companies, the president, congressmen, congresswomen, and that's where they put their faith. They can't accept the accountability that they were let down or that the they lack were lied of, to. Or the lack thereof accountability. Because this is how we counterbalance one another. I want to get into two points. You know, back in June of last year in the national strategy for countering domestic terrorism, you know, there's a couple big points. And, and people who are Christians are one of these things that the Biden administration is now considering somebody who should be looked at in regards to a domestic terrorist. Which as you're talking, the thing that keeps reverberating in my heart and in my spirit is that you're right. Freedom, true freedom, is the 
acceptance of the sacrificial act of Christ on the cross. And it has nothing to do with being perfect. If we were perfect, and this is part of my problem with a lot of quote-unquote Christians or a lot of church leaders, it's this idea of perceived perfection. To me, that's just slapping Christ in the face. If we did not need a Savior, if we were not flawed and imperfect beings continually in need of forgiveness, he would not have come and he would not have sacrificed and the Father would not have bankrupted heaven if that were not the case. You know what the devil has done? He has polluted the concept of grace. And what I mean by that is with these (laughs) district attorneys in these progressive states that are not now charging criminals, they're not holding them in jail, they're not pursuing with warrants, and they're out on the streets and they're still committing crime, they're disguising that act of evil to not hold these people accountable as grace. That's not grace. That is the denial of the responsibility of your job in the office that you hold to protect your cities and your citizens from freedom, okay? When a three-year-old little girl cannot play on the playground in Chicago without losing her life because some criminal shot at some other criminal and killed her on the playground, you as a DA are not doing your job to protect that little girl and that family that's losing the little girl. You're actually like you're giving grace to criminals by letting them go free. That's not grace. That is a pollution of the concept of the word of what grace even means. What you're really doing is denying the responsibility of your office. And in my opinion, you should be the one taken to court and held as responsible for allowing this to happen by denying the responsibility that you, sir, or you, ma'am, were elected to do or positioned or nominated or put in your position or however you got there, probably probably buying somebody off or blackmailing your way to the position. But however you got there, if you don't do your job, don't tell me you're showing grace to offenders or to criminals because the only real true grace I have experienced in my life is when I accepted Jesus into my heart and I was instantly cleansed in my feelings and in my thoughts. I was free from that nasty, disgusting feeling of all the bad things I had ever done because grace was extended to me. Spiritual grace was extended, and that gave me liberation and freedom. My heart was changed. I started to care for humanity instead of use humanity or manipulate humanity or serve myself. You know, politicians, they were actually instituted at one time years ago to serve the public. Now we have become the ones that are serving the monarchy establishment of political parties. And I am in this upcoming year, Bill, my aim is to let it rip. And if you're offended by what I say, know this, that's not my intention. That's not my intention. The intent of my heart is for you to be liberated, but you're going to be confronted with accountability if you know Carl. If you're in my circle of friends or family, you're going to be presented with accountability to your choices and where your faith is because I am. I've accepted that in my life. Wow, there's just a lot there, dude. I think a couple things I just want to kind of piggyback and I want to shift a little bit here. Everything you said, I find no fault in. To me, I want to break this down, taking a note from you, lowest common denominator, LCD. I'm not a doctor, neither is Carl. We're not telling people medically what to do. However, we are encouraging people to remove their bias and look at the fact. 
We're encouraging people. We've illuminated this on so many episodes, even the last episode, uh, 103, John Henry's Lament, where we are talking about the facilitation of technology to usher us into this Antichrist system. This Revelation 13 Mark of the Beast system is here. It's not coming. This isn't some weird dystopic science fiction displacement of multiverse that we are going to be entering into. The reality is here, and it's upon us. And I see nothing. I I hope I'm wrong. But... what I'm starting to see is even little schisms and divisions within groups that you would typically think would be unified. I'll give you an example. A lot of people, you know, as being Christians or being members of a body of faith, I, over the holidays, started to see a lot of schisms and a lot of divisions solely based around your purview, and I'll word it this way, of eschatological events. Where is... End time events for the uneducated. Thank you. Um, Like like Carl. Please. Anyway, um, where we are in regards to the returning of Christ, and this isn't a, a conversation about the rapture, so we're putting that aside. This is a conversation of Jesus warns us that when these things happen, take note. It's like the beginning of labor pains, which right now, I'm sorry, but that baby is coming spiritually, metaphorically speaking. And and, and if I'm wrong, stop me, please. And it's this delusion of, well, you know, the rapture hasn't happened, so we're still here. Okay. Or, you know, we're going to go through this, blah, blah, blah. Once again, I don't want to get into a discussion about that. Maybe that's a later time. But what I want to get into discussion about is pure evil being unleashed and revealed. And even over the Christmas holiday, we can see that the whole Jazine Maxwell case that, in my opinion, opinion, you know, people are like, oh, this is a great victory. She was a Judas goat because what we see is the system that is absolutely corrupt that Carl's talking about. James Comey's sister was the presiding judge and the black book that had high ranking people in the government, in spiritual circles, in entertainment circles, in financial circles, in medical circles have now been permanently sealed and closed. So when Carl is talking about grace. When he's talking about accountability, these vile, sick monsters that have violated and molested the most innocent amongst us are now scot-free off. And this is where people need to start thinking through dimensionally. Jazeem Maxwell wasn't a victory. Jazeem Maxwell was an absolute travesty of justice because she was a Judas goat. She was let out like a a lamb before the slaughter. She took the fall. Epstein didn't kill himself. Maybe she's going to end up the same fate as her boyfriend. And we know that high-ranking members within Mossad, which is the Israeli equivalent of the CIA in Israel, and then the CIA and other uh, MS6, other intelligence agencies were a part of these Things. So obviously they protected these people. That's not a victory, my friends. That's that's a defeat. But this is, I think, the things that we're going to continue to see coming full circle to my point. The idea of this vaccination, the idea of accepting and being programmed that when the mark of the beast system is fully unveiled, which is soon, we already see in Sweden and Germany and other countries that literally people have to have a microchip verifying their vaccine status to go anywhere, to buy, sell, or trade. We are at this point where we've gone past the point of no return. You know, we've crossed the Rubicon. And quite frankly, the only thing I think that we can do right now is what we're doing. Continue to warn people. Continue to gain knowledge. Although once you have this knowledge, like it said in Ecclesiastes we read earlier, there is sorrow. There is grief that comes with that. And Hosea, it also says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword. But what I really want to emphasize is that we need to stick together. 
we need to really hear what the Holy Spirit is saying this year because I've not really told anybody on the show what I think, but when I have perfect private conversations with people, I really think that we are now entering into a season where we're going to see false flags. We're going to see the false flag occurrences like January 6th happen on a more regional so which will be a wide scale basis. I just had the opportunity with my new employer the other day to watch the Patriot Purge, the Tucker Carlson series. He did that was excellent, exposing all these things. But what we need to realize to bring it back to what Carl was saying is that all of these weapons, all of these different things that are being deployed against us are simply tools in the hand of that man of lawlessness, that son of perdition, that antichrist who is on the planet, who the sheeple are, and even people in the church, even church leaders are being prime pumped and ready to not only embrace and accept this mark of the beast system, which is that line of demarcation spiritually, they're going to now, you're going to see the separation of the sheep and the goat, the wheat and the chaff, the good fish and the bad fish, because that's what I've observed over these last couple of weeks, Carl. Yeah, I mean, you're right. And I want to tell you something. This is just my opinion based off of observing. I don't even think that censorship is needed anymore. Like, I'm very confused as to why these layers of insulation of evil are even concerned that people that thirst and hunger for righteousness aren't allowed to speak on their form, on their platform, because what I've been finding out is it doesn't matter what you say anymore. It doesn't matter what you show people anymore. It doesn't matter anymore if you display the truth. It is ineffective to a spiritually blind person. Yes. So maybe it is because these platforms, these public platforms aren't spiritual other than being evil. And they don't understand that they're really in a place now being empowered and emboldened really by the power of Satan himself that I don't think censorship is even needed. I mean, the other night, last night, Bill, nothing was censored. I went unedited and uncensored with what our president said. And all that happened was I was the one that received anger. And so you're talking I guess about I'm giving free advice. You're talking about self-censorship or censorship I'm talking our peers, about like not the not the me, social media platforms. Right. Yes. What, okay. Exactly right. Yes. Like, okay. I'm, I guess I'm giving some free advice to Facebook that's probably going <laughs> to kick our YouTube, kick us <laughs> off for what we're saying. Yeah. You don't need to. Right. There's no need. Because if somebody is spiritually blind, whether they profess Christianity or not, there is a nothing I can say to them or show them that's going to convince them that I am giving them the truth. They have put their faith in something. And if what I show them brings accountability to them for having misplaced faith, they're not going to say, oh, thanks, Carl. I appreciate it, man. Now everything's okay. No, (laughs) they're going to tell me I don't want to see any more of this. That's what I was told last night. Well, I said, I only have 13 more. (laughs) Are you, are you sure? I don't want to see any more of this. And it's set. So I guess I'm giving free advice to all the platforms that think they have to censor people. 
You're wasting your time. You could probably just declare whatever fact checkers are sitting in their mommy's basement right now living on their parents' dime. You could probably just declare them non-essential. You don't need them. That's what I've been trying to say this whole podcast. We have entered an era I have never seen, and that is spiritual blindness is so strong that evil is showing itself to you, and you are going to call me the troublemaker, me the racist, me the homophobe, me the supremacist. You're going to label me and have a problem with me when all I'm doing is verifying empirical evidence of truth to you and you're rejecting it. So why do you need to censor anymore? I'm verifying to you, YouTube, without charging you. You don't need to censor your hogwash lies anymore because people aren't worried about your lies. They want to be in a position where no accountability is presented to them out of concern or love of family or friends to free them from this blindness. And they're yet sit there like drinking poison and they redirect their anger instead of the liars Instead of the people that are misrepresenting, they put their anger to the people that really care for them, that really love them, that are really trying to help them. So I feel like that's where we are, Bill. So what you're saying, the propaganda and lies have already worked. There's no need really to continue on. I am saying yes. And let me say this. I cannot believe how far down the road this brainwashing that has taken place over time is. I had no idea we were this far along in this country with the power of the daily programming and brainwashing that people were swallowing and sucking up. And I am just in awe of really where we are with the way people will reject the truth, the evidence, and then redirect anger to you instead of the person that lied to them. And I'll say this. You thought I was done, but I'm not. I have one scripture, just one that I'm going to read today because, of course, this was a free-for-all, free form, which I love. And maybe we'll do more of these because I think this is pretty hot stuff here. I concur. This is what is said in Isaiah chapter 35, verse 5. Isaiah said, Then the eyes of the blind will be opened, and the ears of the deaf will be unstopped. He's prophesying about a spiritual cleansing, about a spiritual healing coming to a nation whose eyes were spiritually blind and whose ears were spiritually deaf to what? The truth, the light. What is the truth? It is Jesus. He is Jesus. Yes. What is the light? He is Jesus. Yes. That is the light and the truth. And Isaiah was speaking to the people who were spiritually blind and worshiping idols and serving other gods and living in sin. And he said that spiritually speaking, God is going to open your eyes and undeaf your ears. And that's my prayer. I know that there's going to be a rapture. I know I've read the end. I know certain things are going to happen, but not on my watch. I am not going to sit back because I don't have the backbone or the knowledge of what is happening and become complicit and then trans- and transition from complicity to being an advocate to the establishment of evil. I am not going to do that. And if what I say out of love and concern is misconstrued by your spiritually blind eyes and your spiritually deaf ears and you want to redirect that anger at me go ahead 
I don't care. That's fine. If you want to write me out of your life, that's your choice. That's your decision. My feelings won't be hurt because you know why? I understand that's really not you. I understand that that's a spirit of deception from the pits of hell. I understand that you may look at me and be offended by what I say because I reveal the truth and the light and God's word, and that's okay, because I do that because A, I love you, B, it is my responsibility, it is my duty out of being committed to the word of God to share that with you out of love and out of compassion and out of concern, and if you freely reject that, that's not on me. Boom. I will just say this in, in closing, which uh, if I don't know if you're, that was your closing part or not, but I could go on for hours, I'd, but we can save it. Okay. Well, yeah. We got a whole, maybe a whole year. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll just going to say this. Freedom always costs something. For us to have spiritual freedom, it costs Christ his life. For this country, America, to be born and established, it costs brave, altruistic men their life, liberty, and sacred honor. And we have been living far too long off the bravery and the selflessness of previous generations that we've had the opportunity, not just governmentally to coast by, but spiritually to coast by. Especially spiritually. Yes. Thank you. Especially spiritually. To coast by on previous victories or what or we stand on the shoulders of what previous generations have done and we have come to this precipice 2022 i am telling you the midterms are going to be a line of demarcation and as we get closer to the midterms this year we are going to begin to see things like we have never seen this is i'm giving you my prognostication for 2022 we are going to begin to see like you're, you're uh, carl you're talking about i'm going to sum it all up this willful deception this yearning to be lied to increase. We are going to see these schisms, these divisions within quote-unquote unified circles. We are going to see the absolute most flagrant, detestable exhibitions of evil that would make Sodom and Gomorrah blush. I am telling you this, but if you are listening and you're hearing what we're saying, we are also going to see men and women rise up in the power and the spirit of Christ, speak truth to power. We are going to see a unification, not within the churches. Listen to me when I'm telling, telling you. because You I, mean church building. Yes. We are going to see a unification within the remnant or the true believers in Christ that we have not seen since the first church. And if you want to know if you're a part of that or not, look simply at not what political affiliation you have, not who is your candidate, who your candidate horse in the race, but look at what you are being presented with and what line on what side of that fence do you stand on? If you stand for people killing babies and, and the molestation through the pedophilism, I think you've chosen that line of history that you're on and that's a hard stance, but this is where we are getting to. I want to encourage people, as I often do, get right with God. And I'm telling you, listen, I'm not a perfect person. I know Carl very well. He's not a perfect person. But there is a love and there's a compulsion of Christ and of his word that we do what we do. We get up early on our day off and we sit here and through the week we talk and we pray and we listen. And with things that we've been saying are literally what God is speaking to our hearts for people and us to share. Please get right with God. Please. Equate yourself with the laws of the land in which you live. Please make preparation now. Food, water, heat. I'm just telling you what happened in Texas earlier in 2021. 
I'm fearful that that's going to begin to happen on a more spread basis. I believe that was just a beta test. Buy a portable heater. If, if you have a fireplace, get wood that you can cook and you can heat. And I know how this sounds, but I'm telling you, I, I hope that we can come back next year, Carl, and say, hey, Bill, you really screwed the pooch yeah, on that. I hope so, too. But unfortunately, within the last two years, you haven't missed it. So it's like un it's like I'm sitting here saying, yeah, I hope you're wrong. Yeah. But it's like I'm also looking back at the other stuff that has taken place, and people would be like, you know, Bill, you're crazy. And then six months later, they're like, oh, gee, I can't believe you got it right. So yeah. it's like I'm hoping, you know, I'm <laughs> praying that, like, you missed it. That'd be great. Yeah. But I don't know. No, I, it would be f It'd be fantastic. I, I started a new job this week I'm super excited about. I, I'm getting married to an awesome, godly, beautiful, super hot uh, woman. And I want to live a life and, and do that. But if I don't share these things, I am putting myself in condemnation. And I will not stand before my creator and, and not, at least to the best of my ability or best that I was aware of, tell the truth. I will not betray my conscience. And even if it costs me my life, and I'm going to say this on the end note, the life that we live is not the end all, be all. Our life is just a comma. We live eternally. I would say if I could boil everything down to the crux of this episode would be Christ came to earth and died for horrible, disgusting sinners that he fellowshiped with, that he hung out with, that he loved and still does. And I'm thankful for that because I know when I read the gospel that I'm among those quote-unquote sinners, that I am one of those people. When I do attend church, I am one of those people. And if you are too, that's great. You're in good company because those were some of Jesus' best friends. And they were then, 2,000 years ago, and they are now. So with that, we want to thank you guys. Please share this. We, I believe, are going to be hitting this stuff hard this year while we still can because I believe this is the hour of history we're occupying. Something has happened in the last couple of weeks, and it's literally when 2022 came. I, I know exactly where I was sitting, and I woke up that morning. I'm like, everything is different. I can't explain it. But I just knew everything was different. So if you aren't able to share verbally kind of things we're talking about and you agree with what we have said, please put this episode in the front of people that need to hear it. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Parlor, Gab, MeWe. We're now on Getter, the, the social media, the Project Mockingbird social media. You can listen to us anywhere. Podcast are Flawcast, Flawcast CLE. We're on YouTube. We're on, well, for now, we're on uh, Rumble at Flawed Inc. Get my books, Miss Heart of Man Repair Manual. I'm sure that is going to help accompany you this year, be it a man or a woman. There's things in there. There's truth that we need. But that being said, Happy New Year and Vaya con Diaz, my friends. 